0: I'm Gab. He's Jules. Uh, cloudy skies over West yeah. London, probably to do with the Chelsea defeat. But guess what? We're going to get into that later. We're going to get into the starts of uh, uh, of the Bundesliga, the start of City. We're going to get into all that later because there's one place to start. It is the Women's World Cup final. Yeah. We have new champions of the world. We
1: do indeed, Spain. Well done to them. Apurrias. Yes, amazing win. Only the third participation to show mm. where they. Where they went from where they started and where they are now, incredible. I think they deserved it against England in that final. Um, the way they play, we mentioned it on in the last show on Thursday, what makes them so good. Really, despite the the fracture between the, the head coach and most of the squads, it's an incredible achievement, really. And as we said, it's only the second country after Germany to win both the men and the women's World Cup.
0: Now, when you when you break this down into sort of the game into events, the, the you know they beat England one nil. Uh, they had a penalty saved yeah. uh, by, by Mary Earp, the England goalkeeper. Uh, England and Spain both hitting the woodwork. And maybe, you know, England, had they scored first, some people think we might have seen a different game. Would we have seen a different game, do you think? I I think that Spain were the
1: be- the better side in that final. I think England tactically made some mistakes at the start of the game, in that formation, but also at time. I don't know how... Ella Toon, I've got nothing against Ella Toon, but how can she play 87 minutes in a final like that, hardly touching the ball? For me, England played with 10 men for most of it. They were out.
0: Or 10 women, in midfield.
1: even. 10 women, sorry, even. Uh, in midfield, there was no way Walsh and Steinway could cope with the
0: Spanish midfield, just the two of them. So I think there was a lot of mistakes made. There's but, a mistake. You're talking about Serena Wigman playing a back three, the opting wrong. to go and press high. Yeah. Um, she tried to adjust it. At halftime, moving to, to more of a four three three formation. Yeah, but, but
1: she took Russo off as well, which was a
0: completely stupid thing to do. Not taking the Italian girl off. Exactly. I knew that. It was like, it's got to exactly. be wrong. Yeah. Um, what I thought was interesting, and then we'll go back to Spain, is um, in a game like this, you know, you, in general, I mean, this is a broader story, right? When we talk about great players and great games, experienced players, there's an expectation that you know they they're going to produce on the big stage and the big events. Yeah, and you're always left a little bit kind of nonplussed when actually you have great players making mistakes. Yeah. I'm not going to suggest that Lucy Bronze, who England's probably the most experienced, the, the player you least expect to make a mistake. Okay, you know you're talking about. Uh, a a fullback or a right back. So, you know, they're not going to say shine, but steady, dependable. For me, I thought she had a really, really poor game. It can happen sometimes. She's been great so many times in the past. We see this in the men's game too, right? Mm. Players are fully fit and it just doesn't come through. I'm still kind of astounded by that. Uh, And I'm referring, obviously the most obvious one is when she's going on one of her driving runs. She runs... Right towards the center circle, where there's three Spanish players waiting yeah. for. It vacates the the, the space at right back. There yeah. is the adjustment, whatever. Um, but we see this happen. It's it's weird, and I still don't understand if it's nerves, if it's just randomness, what it is. Well yeah, because these you, are your leaders. I know, but you, you can anybody makes mistakes. You can still make, a and mistake. they can happen at any time.
1: Yeah, but I think the most important, and I'm a bit torn for the bronze for the goal because okay she loses the ball on the halfway line there's still a long way between the halfway line and Olga scoring that goal the way she did and there was was a great finish by the way yeah great finish and great pass by Calente who I mean yes no problem but nobody covers bronze it's it's, it's Alicia Russo who is running back from the halfway line trying to chase Olga that's not that's not her job either so okay bronze should not have lost the ball maybe should not have signed that run etc we can go over that but behind her once she's lost the ball there's too many mistakes made by that the whole england team not just lucy bronze to get to that goal they conceded so i, I don't know i did think the leaders of england didn't show up enough really apart from maybe herbs because she saved that pen and she made a couple of other really
0: good oh, saves. morn hemp was okay
1: yeah sure. yeah maybe i just think that collectively and individually and maybe it was because it was a world cup final and you know, I don't right. know.
0: Or maybe they haven't played well throughout the tournament. Exactly. Uh, they were very underwhelming. We're going to get into more later. Um, regarding Spain, you know, you, you talked about how far they've come in in these 10 years. There's no question that these players have to come from somewhere. So it, it feels to me like you turn on the faucet, hmm? you give young girls the opportunity yeah. to play. Um, <clears throat> they maybe try to emulate what The the style of play in Spain, which is generally more technical than than in other countries in in Europe. And this is the result. You give people the opportunity, they can produce great things. And I think that is the encouraging message. And if you coach them in the right way, uh, obviously... The backstory to this, you touched upon it, is, is the coach, Vilda, the relationship with the team. We don't need to go into detail. I think everybody and their mom now knows about what happened. Yeah. The 15 players and the yeah. identical email and blah, blah, blah. fact of the matter is, three important players who probably would have started, at least certainly two yeah. of the three, Mapi yeah, yeah. Leon and... The, the, Sondra Pinos. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, weren't there. Yeah at this World Cup. And every you know, we talk about everybody has injuries and US had injuries and England had injuries. And the fact of the matter is these players weren't injured. They were at home. Alexis Poteas, who, you know, arguably, I think, alongside with Jenny going, a year ago, you would have said she and Jenny are Spain's two most important players. Maybe Alexa even ahead of her, right? I mean, more
1: Jenny was out of that squad. Vilda kicked her out. Uh, you know, and she went to play in Mexico. It was a long shot for her to shine so much in this World Cup, I think.
0: And Alexa coming in With the injury, so I guess what I'm saying is there's been so much turmoil, yeah, so many big players missing, and yet it's like those clown cars, right? The well, you know, next man up or next woman up in this situation, yeah, person comes in and they're just as good as the person that they replaced.
1: I mean, they have irreplaceable players, of course, like uh, like Aitana Bommati, who's the player of the tournament, who's probably going to win the Ballon d'Or now, those kind of guys, I think, even Paredes. But then the, the depth in their squad, because the programme that they put together 10 years ago, let's say roughly, has been just so successful, they are currently the, so the World Cup holders, the under-20 World Cup holders, the under-17 World Cup holders. So you know that for the next 10 years, not all of those girls are going to make it to the top and be amazing. But you know the depth is days. If already they are the best team in the under-17, under-19, under-20, and not even for the, for the women A team. So it's incredible what they've done. Let's not forget The culture of women's football in England, like in the US, for example, or even like Japan, is far, or in Germany, far, far bigger than the one they have in Spain. Real Madrid didn't have a club until really really recently.
0: And they bought another club
1: (laughs) to do it. to create theirs. So we can't even compare women's football in England, which has years and years of being there. I'm I'm not saying they've always been successful and and great, but... They've, they've been know.
0: there for a long time compared to and Spain. I feel like they've also had a lot more money going into it yeah, as sure. well because, you know, I, women's, you know, when we talk about the role that Premier League clubs um, have played in developing the women's game here yeah. is they lose money on the women's team, but they say, we well, don't no, lose it. It's, it's a marketing expense for us, yeah. right? And so you get these women that come in, they have access to all these facilities and, and, and whatever else. They can do it at a high level. in Spain, Obviously, Barcelona, the exception in this. Real Madrid, as you said, coming along later. Atleti yeah. has a good tradition. But again, you just don't have the volume of teams you know, playing or, or, sure. or offering high-level facilities going out there. I think this shows what can happen very, very quickly. I've all made the point that women's football is a rich country's game. Uh, and certainly, at the last World Cup, it was, yeah, but we can also see how quickly it can change. I think we've seen that yeah. throughout this tournament. Going back to Vilda, there's no question he especially in the Anglo press, he's like the villain of this piece right? yeah, and yeah. probably what I really struggle, what I really, really struggle here is that we don't have any detail because they've decided during the turn it's understandable during the tournament, okay, nobody's gonna talk about it. Vilda doesn't talk about it the the players both the ones you know some of whom as you said were the ones who who quit the national team who sent that email and then agreed to come back under whatever terms they haven't spoken about it the 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 three players who stayed home haven't spoken about it yeah um i kind of feel we're in this situation where we just don't know all we have is this initial information without any detail or any examples uh where these women ask for the removal of their national team coach mm. um, citing mental health, psychological but there are no examples no examples even leak out into the media except for that thing about the bed checks yeah. which you know, in and of itself um, I'm not saying th- these are adults so it shouldn't be happening but we also haven't heard the response from the federation saying it's true, saying it's not true no, we right. don't know, right? and they continue and they continue with Vilda and they end up winning the world cup. So at the very least there is a story here of how you can put your differences aside mm. and succeed. Yeah. I wonder though going forward there has to be some closure here. The, the ugliness about Vilda or, or part of it is Vilda's father is in charge of the women's game overall in yeah. Spain, uh Rubiales, the, the head of the uh, of the Spanish FA who former union man he said, look you know in, in turning down their request when they all kind of quit the national team he said you don't get to choose the coach right yeah he's also a best friend with the Vilda family and he's close to the, the Vilda family so I also explain why Vilda senior has that role at yeah. the Spanish FA do we need closure or will they just i mean one day people are going to talk long, and we're going to talk about what happened right i just don't know how long it's sustainable
1: so could they go and win the olympics next next summer in paris maybe they can how long can you uh, how how many tournaments can you have where clearly there's a big issue between your head coach and most of the squad? I mean, the fact that at the end they won it and it took a very long time for some of the girls, not even all of them, to go and kind of celebrate it with Vilda, with their own head coach, I think shows. The fact. But again, you can win and you're not all friends. You can win and nobody, not everybody likes their manager. It's the same in every job. Not everybody likes the, the guy who's in charge. I can understand it. I just wonder how often can you do it? Can you go and again do it next year? Can you do it again, doing in the next Euros and the next World Cup? I'm not so sure, but credit to him and them. He said after the final,
0: it was worth all that suffering because we won it. I just, I just don't know. I, I think in all these things, you have to have some closure. And I think if Vilda's not willing to talk, if women aren't willing to talk, the best thing would be at this stage, you've won the World Cup. I know the Olympics are coming up, whatever. Walk away, right? If you're Vilda, walk away. There are other jobs in football yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this would be the time true. to do it because, you know. It, but let's not I, forget, I, I've never seen anything like this. Where, again, other than true, the bed check story, which, by the way, for those who don't know, the bed check story was essentially, supposedly, uh, he, he asked the players, don't lock the door to your room until bedtime. Yeah. So that now, she's weird, which is definitely weird. If true, uh, I can tell you right now that, you know, if our boss at ESPN said, oh, uh, Gab, Jules, and you guys are at the World Cup. Don't lock your door until <laughs> bedtime. Uh, I'd be like, OK, fine. Yeah. And then I have somebody go and break his kneecaps. Right. So, like, I, I don't get that. But you have to move on from this true. somehow or you have to find out what happened. I think the best way at this stage, if nobody's going to talk. I think for me it would be Vilda moving on yeah no yeah I think I think so too I think you've reached the top
1: now maybe maybe he thinks there's more he can achieve from that team with that team and and go again I think again he will put himself under a lot of pressure because despite winning the World Cup those issues will still be there we will still talk about right. them going into the Olympics and everything but I, I mean I don't know him I I I think one of the the grief from the players was that he was not good enough and not competent enough and they love the training sessions. I mean, let's not forget, on, before this World Cup, they had been terrible under him in big tournaments. Right. So I don't know if he's improved as a coach. I don't know. But 9, nine out of the 11 starters are Barcelona players.
0: They play like Barcelona. They they, they clearly. They so could it have been. Are you suggesting it's like the old Samdari under Vujadin Boskov, where like the players run it clearly? It's I mean, it looked like that. And, yeah. and again,
1: we don't know exactly what happened, <laughs> but it looked like. I'm, I'm not saying any coach right. would have gone and won it. I'm not. That's not. You just However, show- you have such a good, strong core of that team from the most successful. Team in the women's game at club level, that is a big head. That's all I'm saying.
0: So many questions here. Uh, I, I hope we get more answers because I think just think it's a fascinating story. You had issue, not just you, me too, with the behavior of Luis Rubiales, no. <laughs> the head of the Spanish FA. I mean, very controversial character.
1: We've said we've, we've said many times before uh, the kind of guy that he is. But for him to clearly uh, force Jenny into a kiss as they were getting their medals, and you know, grabbing her face and kissing her on the lips. A kiss on the lips. It's
0: not. It's not like a friend kiss. No, no, no. This is. Yeah. This is like. It's weird, and it's not like he was kissing everybody on the lips, right? Yeah,
1: and she's not his wife or his girlfriend or his partner or anything. They, you know, they're not together. So you, you force, kiss someone, like in a ceremony like that in front of the whole world. But even in private, would have been completely wrong. But which is for me, harassment, like, you know, in Spain, they were, the feminists and the people in the government, the women's government, went really, really far into like sexual har- assault and all of that because Jenny clearly, and she said it after in the dressing room, she didn't want it. She didn't want a kiss and he forced mm-hmm. her and there was nothing she could do. But then on the final whistle, he grabs his genitals to celebrate. I mean, I was like, come on.
0: Yeah, uh, the kiss was very uncomfortable. It really felt like, you know, this isn't, was it uh, Laurent Blanc and, uh, and, and Fabian Barthez? Uh, who, kissing, kissing on the... Yeah, this is not like head. that. Let's no, be very, very clear. Definitely not. Uh, I don't think it was an erotic thing. It was just like a bigger, stronger man, like that crossing a boundary. Um, I think he needs to think, he needs to, have, I think he needs to apologize Yeah. Um, very clearly and say, look, you know, these are professional athletes. These are adults. You wouldn't do that. I mean, unless... Unless, unless the, the, this is ordinary for him, and when Spain win the men's World Cup, uh, he or, or the men's Euros next summer, is he going to go and kiss Gavi on the lips? Yes. <laughs> I know if this is how you do it with everybody, fine. But no, I thought that was that was clearly uh, crossing a, a boundary. One thing: where I know we're not supposed to compare the men's game and the women's game. I did get the sense that uh, look, I, I, I drop in on the women's game for, 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 for big events. I'm by no means an expert. But I kind of felt that there was a bit of an arc in the women's game, so there were moments going back 15 years ago when the women's game, when it was more physical and less technical, there were some dirty. You would see some dirty situations going on, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, you know the. I remember there's a Colombian player punching Abby Wambach, for example. Remember Abby Wambach broke it, breaking the, the England captain's nose? Like there was there was there was an, there was an yeah. edge, there was a nastiness to it, right? Then it went away. I think the game actually became probably better coached, more 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 technically gifted players. But what we saw on the penalty with Lucy Bronze, yeah. this was some old school, you know, spit as some people <laughs> like to call it. Where
1: she was really to get into Jenny's head, or
0: I think she was just arguing about the ball not being on the penalty okay, spot. Why would you ever do that? I don't know. <laughs> why, well, like- why you you do it for one reason, and it went on and on, and she's arguing with the players to the point that several. Of oh, Jenny's yeah, teammates yeah, yeah, came yeah, yeah. up and came said, over. please, get out of here, right? Yeah. Was this the frustration that was maybe in her head I from the mistake so. she made earlier? Whatever. Uh, I'm surprised the referee didn't book her because that, that, yeah, that, that's straight. We, we see this in the men's game a lot of the times, and, you know, we see how oh, it's part of the game, but maybe it is part of the game. Maybe it is a competitive edge. And yeah, If you yeah, get yeah. into an opponent's head, you know, you'll do it, right? I just wonder... I mean, if Jenny scores that pen in the
1: 72nd he was or 70th minute, whatever, the game is over. And I think the frustration from the England players, and you saw Kira Walsh with the handball, she knew straight away right. she handed it, uh, handled the ball that it was going to be given after VR. And I think maybe just that frustration and the tension, like, got to Lucy Bronze, and she was just arguing, or maybe she was just trying to get into Jenny's head. And I guess it worked because Marie Herb served the pen and England was still in the game for another 20 minutes. But, but... Mary Earps's reaction, rather uh, some
0: industrial language yeah, after saving a the penalty.
1: Personality, whether you you know, some will like it, some won't like it. The swearing, the you know, uh, pulling the tongue out, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, and she was very good in that final. But I just think for what was an amazing World Cup, really, I I, I thought so. Uh, to cover
0: or to was watch, it better than France 2019 though, right? I think it was. There wasn't it wasn't the was. food better, the scenery better oh, okay. in France? No, okay. you mean like that? <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, it was, a, it was a, a French, in case you haven't noticed. Yeah, in case you haven't noticed. It, it, was a, it was a
1: final that I think, in a way, it could have been better, of course, more goals, etc., whatever you want. But it did justice to how good the whole tournament yeah. was because there was drama, there was tension, there was some moment of really good football, there were chances you mentioned, hit the post, hit the bar, blah, blah, blah. Great saves all around. And I thought, just to cap off what was a really good tournament, the first one with 32 countries where we were not really sure are they ready no. to make it to 32? No. It was great. So well done to Spain and England. In the it, end, of course,
0: Spain the happier, but yeah. That was a really big statement. Um, I think the football on the pitch, the spectacle is really good. Obviously, mm. there's concerns because it's in Australia. The time difference makes it inconvenient for many other parts of the world. But we saw that People did tune in. People did watch. People did come back. Yeah. Um, I was quite moved by uh, there's some of these quotes from uh, uh, Sarai Barman, who's the head of the FIFA uh, Women's um, Division, and she, she's from New Zealand. And she was talking about how um, when New Zealand scored the first ever ever goal yeah. in the first game, she says, you know, she has thirteen nep- nephews, you know, all men, and how they're all cheering wildly and hugging wildly when, uh, w- w- when they scored. And they said, like, they didn't see a woman athlete. They just saw an athlete. They just saw the moment, yeah. right? And that, I think, is something special. I think the question of what is the legacy, what is it going to be like going forward, um, is obviously a very complex one. I go back to this. I don't know to what degree. I, I don't know who's the one driving it, right? Because FIFA's job... Is not to have the most financially successful World Cup. FIFA's job is to ensure that the game develops around the world. Yeah. Right? That that is ultimately their mission statement. And that's what we need to 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 hold them to account. To right, let's provide enough women access to the game so that people people can play the game. Um, and then other people look at it in purely commercial terms, right? Let's have a pro league. Let's get more sponsors involved. Yeah, Let's, yeah. <laughs> it's a balancing act. You need both the private and you need the public, FIFA, for lack of a better word, the, the, the public sector here. But um, I think it's right that people go in and, you know, proponents, people who like women's football, push their own FAs, especially the wealthier countries, to pick up the slack. And I'll be really curious to see what happens, for example, here in England. Um, you know, the women's the women's league doesn't start until October. Yeah. You know, they have they play fewer games. They play what, like 24 yeah, odd yeah. games at like that, right? No, right. oh, 22, yeah. Um, is it because it's not financially viable playing more games? In the US, they just started another another professional league. Yeah. Right. So there's two professional leagues now, right? How viable are they? Mm. And does it matter that the professional game is viable or should the model be like we have in in rugby, like we have in cricket, where you have a certain number of professional players on central contracts, and maybe you have a wider base? Maybe you've got more women who are able to play because it's semi professional, yeah, because yeah. it's more regional, you know, while still preserving the elite. I think there's a lot of things to think about, and I think I hope people take this seriously, see the potential in it, and and continue to build it that way.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's 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 potential for really good legacy and, and to keep the improvement. I think FIFA and Gianni Infantino also need to show that they care and Gianni Infantino not being at the World Cup the whole time. I'm not saying go to every single game like he did in Qatar because it was not logistically possible, bigger, yeah. but still, he was absent almost as much as he was there. That Seferin didn't go to the final when you have two UEFA countries in the final is unacceptable. I know it's far, but Prince William should have gone, Rishi Sunak should have gone. I don't even understand that nobody representing England at that kind of level was there.
0: Wait, Prince William, the honorary head of the English yeah, FA. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm sure he had better things to do. So he says on a Sunday, but that was unacceptable again. But apart from that, I think every everything else and every, every component of this World Cup and the legacy of it is there to make it good Certainly now, with the Olympics being just next year, where yeah. you, we see those teams again. Most you have that of them, same momentum. Yeah. yeah, the momentum can last for a season. And then you go again in Paris, the time will suit. <laughs> so it should be good. And, and make the most of it.
0: And stop using money as the benchmark or the men's game as yeah, the benchmark. So the this is something different. Yeah. It can follow its own path. It's, yeah. a, it's already from day one much more global yeah. than the men's game was yeah. when it started out in 1870-odd, whatever. So, and we know, have
1: a Nations League coming up as well I have to, to really. qualify for
0: the Olympics, which will be very interesting.
2: It's only a kick, a jump, a block, It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All
0: right, enough Australia and New Zealand. How about Uh some quick hits instead? Let's go, God. Tottenham uh, Hotspur Manchester United 2-0 as the Ange Postacoglu. Hey, I did say enough, Australia. Here he is again. Bandwagon rolls on. Jules, were you impressed? I am impressed in a way. I mean, I think it's
1: going to be fun. That's for sure. The season is going to be a lot of fun. They will concede chances and goals, as we saw against United, who could have easily scored in the first half. They will create chances. They will score goals, even without Harry Kane. I'm not sure Richarlison is the answer up front, but they will score goals, they will create chances. They might get a bit of luck there for them, against them. I don't know, it will be fun. There's still a lot of work to be done as that game showed, it's a great win. It's Ange's first first home game in the Premier League. They win against United, It's it's a prestigious win. It was not perfect by far. It could have been very different too, but they got the win. They've got four points in two games. Two not easy games away at Brentford, home to United. So it's good for them. It's good because that brings confidence, momentum. The fans are happy and excited. There's still a lot of work to be done. A lot of work to be done for Ten Hag too. Wow. But I think Ange and Spurs, you knew it. Okay, new manager, no Harry So
0: great. For United, Do we need to have a conversation about Lisandro Martinez? Did he send his like twin brother who has never played football before. Yeah, we need to have a a talk about Mason Mount. I mean, come on, maybe
1: this is not his best position. I understand, I agree, but come on, this is not enough. Marcus Rashford, Okay, where is Hoyland? When is he going to be ready? I mean, let's not even go into Bruno, Anthony, Garnaccio. There's a lot of things that maybe we didn't expect to be worried about at this stage of the season. And sticking with United, Gab, are you surprised that Dean Henderson is still there after being linked with Nottingham Forest and Crystal Palace? I am
0: hugely surprised because Dean Henderson, we were all led to believe, you know, wanted to start. He's got England ambitions. That's fair enough. Yeah. Now the Nottingham Forest ship, I'm assuming, has sailed because they signed Matt Turner. Um, from United's perspective, again, they have a budget that they're working to this year, right? 120 yeah. million net spend. So we, we've got stories coming out, we reports that they, they're now looking to pick up a midfielder. I think you still need another, another proper centre forward, even if you can if you can trick somebody into taking Martial away. Yeah. Um, maybe they're hoping to raise funds through the sale of Maguire. Yeah. That's a very, very slow burn. If it's a burn at all, move Henderson. You'll get Maguire-type money for Henderson. He's easy to shift. Easier than Maguire. Probably. I don't know why this has been so difficult until I now. I know. But, it, but it's important to get it done. Yeah, yeah definitely. Hate to go there, Jules. Uh, but it's another game without a win for Paris Saint-Germain, held 1-1 by Toulouse. Yeah. And at halftime, they send on Ousmane Dembele and Kylian Mbappé. You're like, ah, the cavalry. Uh, but that wasn't enough.
1: No, although it was better. It was better. I mean, it would have been really worrying if Ousmane Dembele and Kylian Mbappé had come on and the team would have been Still not bad. better. No, they were not bad in the first half. They just had a lot of control, a lot of the ball, and they just didn't create enough. You don't find Gonzalo so Ramos
0: sterile. Why is Vitinha in the front in the front three? What does Lee Kang In no, actually but, do? I know, but Lee if Gonzalo Ramos doesn't have service. Group. What can he do? No, no, for sure. Obviously, you and saw and then midfield. What happened to Fabian?
1: Luis Enrique was never a Fabian fine. I mean, when he was a spent head coach. Right. It was, not it was much obviously not a Verratti
0: fan either. As we've no, Verratti
1: would go, as we see, uh, we will we'll talk about later. But at least when Kylian and Uzman came on, obviously he was much better. I thought Mbappe was sharp, considering he hadn't played for two months a proper game. Um, that was good, but they considered that late Hakimi penalty to, con- to drop the two points. And it would get better,
0: but it's been <laughs> a bit you, of slow start. You have to budget for at least one Hakimi Bonehead play every two games, yeah. I yeah, think. Yeah. He, uh, he, for all he gives you at the other end. What did Mbappe say? Because some people said, oh, he said, I'm definitely, I'm staying here. I'm staying here. Is that what he said?
2: When, yeah, when he went he and
0: of the fans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, like until the window closes? Until, no, until like that's sold- what he said to the club. That's why
1: he's been reintegrated, because he said, I'm staying and not leaving for nothing. That was his words, not mine, because I know you're going to look at me and roll your eyes. He said to the club, I'm staying, all right. and I all right. promise not to leave for nothing Next summer. Well, that, that nothing, I'm not sure what that means, but... <laughs> okay, exactly. all right. Stay tuned. Napoli began the title defense of Serie with a win three-three-one away win of the newly promoted with Rudy Garcia on the bench. Gab, I bet you're dying to tell me who scored two goals out of the three for the
0: Napolitans. Who else? The best is yet to come, Victor Osimhen. It's like he never went away. He could have had a hat trick in this game. Absolutely devastating. Looks sharp. I think he has the right mask on, the one that gives him the superpowers. Yeah. Um, Cajus, responsible for the goal, but also looked all right. looks good. looks better than Dombele did anyway when he was there. Um, I hope he plays more than Dombele. Yeah, you know, Napoli going a, going a goal down, unflappable. Now it looks like Zelinski's staying as well. Yeah. He put in a decent shift, and now they're even excited because it looks like Gabri Vega's coming after
1: yeah, all. I was not even there, so, you know. Who needs Kmela? Take some more time off. Yeah.
2: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check.
0: Manchester City beat Newcastle United 1-0 as Phil Foden shines. Jules, yeah. they did it without De Bruyne and without Bernardo Silva, who's unwell, apparently, yeah. just as he's signing a new contract. Uh, are we so sure depth is a problem? And how about Akanji in the Stones' Roll?
1: So Akanji in the Stones' role is interesting. Remember we mentioned it on Thursday in the last show, which is what Pep did at halftime against Sevilla in the Super Cup, and, and he worked pretty well. So I wasn't surprised. I think he makes a lot of sense in the sense that of all the, s- the defenders of the centre-back that can play there. So wa- let's say Walker, Ruben Diaz, the right-footed. Ru- Ruben Diaz, Walker are the other two. He's the best one technically for me that can do it.
0: More well, than- well, Presumably Vardiol would be.
1: Yeah, but he's left-footed. So that would mean Rodri would have to change a little bit more the way he plays. So the Stones and Rodri, Rodri is more on the left-hand side. Okay, but so it's
0: still right, like, a side. I mean, Stones got I a know, great right, still, right foot. but like, I mean, he's
1: he's technically I think he sounds. And I love Foden, especially after the difficulty that he had against Sevilla, that we mentioned in the last show. It's great. I felt that Newcastle gave Foden far too much time on the ball, space on the ball. I didn't really understand that there was not an, a, a plan against Foden and really should have had three uh, three assists, maybe four. Haaland should have scored. And that was very unlike mm-hmm. Haaland to miss the chances. <laughs> but
0: I thought it was just an this easy a, controlled win I, from City. Just context. Just a reminder, this is a game where City were without arguably the three most important, the three of their five most important players from last season. And another one of those five, Holland, did not have his shooting boots on, Yeah. right? Because those four, plus Rodri, yeah. those were the five, right? Yeah, yeah. And still, Newcastle flying, and I, yeah. I, I'm just impressed. Nah, it impressed. was impressive.
1: Barcelona a little it late, but goals from Pedri and Ferran Torres give them a 2-0 win over Cadiz. At the Montjuic Stadium, first time that they play, obviously, this year in the stadium. Gab, I mean, Yamal started his first game aged 16 and
0: th- 38 days. You know, my wow. thoughts last year when he was 15, he was playing, i said, this is he not necessary. Came on. This is stupid. And then I see him and like, my God, like this guy, first of all, he's got, he's like a man child, right? Yeah, he's I mean, really strong. Man. He's big and strong. Yeah, yeah. Um, he looks so composed. He makes so many of the right decisions on the end. I don't know. Maybe he really is just a freak of nature. Like, you know, yeah. John Kreis played when he was 14. Um, why can't this guy this guy be playing at 16? Um, beyond that, I think Adidas are really tough not to crack. They sit deep and so on. Yeah. Barcelona had some issues defensively, understandable, um, given the people who are out. Yeah. Um, but, you know. Progress, forward momentum, and yeah, you get Pedri back to his best. Yeah, that's yeah, special. That's good. Chelsea signed Romeo Lavia, but lose away to West Ham three-one as Moises Caicedo comes on and has a rather rough debut. Jose, it's only two games. Are you seeing progress under Mauricio Pochettino? I, I thought there were positives against Gab from that game. Like like after the Liverpool game,
1: I know it's only one point nine two games, and it's not ideal. Uh, to start the season that way but the first half against West Ham was good I thought with the ball they had a lot of possession they created a lot they considered a goal on set piece which they missed the penalty they missed the penalty they, that, they considered goal on set pieces which is which is something that should not happen too much really when you've got you know Thiago Silva and Colwell and Di Sassi in your team and um but but he was poor yeah. defending from especially Chukumenka on that, um, the um and Gallagher, to be fair on the Haggard on the Haggard However, the
0: second half was very disappointing. Yeah, first really half, definite progress. Second half I thought terrible. Really and again, bad. you said there was no striker to bring on, whatever. But it was so disjointed. He was and completely Mudrik, man. Yeah. Work completely. on that.
1: And speaking of West Ham, Gabi, Lucas Paqueta started the game, scored a late penalty and celebrated widely. It's got a lot
0: going on. I imagine City are gonna come back in for him. I, I don't think that ship Would has you? sailed. I what if he's what if he's banned for a I eight need months? somebody. So this investigation, so essentially what happened, it's it's called it's called spot betting, where you bet on individual uh, factors. Um, I can't remember. Was it was it a booking that Yeah, yellow cards. So it was actually Ironically, West Ham's own betting partners, Betway, yeah. who spotted a spike in uh, people betting on yellow cards in the Rio de Janeiro area. This was a game back in March. Yeah, um, He's somehow been implicated in this. I don't know. I'd love to know why, if this happened in March, we only find out now when he's about to potentially move to a different team. Yeah, I, don't um, I don't know. Let's sit back and see what happens. I find this very. I find the whole thing very suspicious, and I hope he's not just getting suspicion. Into it. Suspicious in which way? I, it just seems stupid to me that Paqueta would agree to something like this. I, I just find this very, very implausible. Um, could it be a rumor that spreads? Paqueta's friend says, "Oh, look." Yeah, but he did he, get yellow, though. Gets yellow in game. professional okay. footballer.
1: Huh, but, okay, but uh, Luis, I don't know. Luis Enrique, Luis, Luis Enrique, the Brazilian winger from Betis. <laughs> same same thing on the
0: same day. It, it's, it's, a, it's a strange coincidence if it's just a coincidence. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, again, I wish there was more transparency starting with the fact is, if this happened in March, why do we find out now? True. Right? That's when true. Betway and, and others who monitor this have this information in real time. True, true, true. Liverpool rolled to a 3-1 victory over Bournemouth as the entire front three score. Uh, <laughs> on the other hand, still some defensive jitters, and which I don't think Wataru Endu can solve entirely on his own when <laughs> Trent... And Carnate and, and Alisson still act as if they only just met last week. Yeah, I mean, Alisson, some of the passing, some of the mistakes made
1: was just like unreal. Not we, just we, everybody can make mistakes. You can you can miss your pass. I don't know, some like a brain freeze. Well, okay, maybe. But it's just the way they've been defending all through the summer, even in preseason, even some of those friendlies was just shocking and I thought it was shocking and they will always score goals because they've got just so much talent when you start with Gakpo so like McAllister and the front three of you know Darwin Jota Salah Dries Diaz whoever whoever you want there you will score goals all the time but they will also concede all the time and it's just okay this game they won it could have been slightly different maybe they could have scored more goals of course they could have conceded more but McAllister
0: could have not been sent off
1: yeah but it's just I don't know it's I, if I'm Klopp, I'm like, okay, how do we solve all of this? And I'm looking forward to seeing Endo because he's a he's a machine of running, recovering the ball, pressing everything you want. But on his own, I don't know if he can really transform this team. No. And then McAllister now, obviously, yeah, band. yeah of course, yeah. yeah, big win for Juventus on Sunday against Udinese, where in uh, the first week of the Serie A season, Gab. This didn't look like a Max Allegri team, certainly for the first half. The second half, we went back to, hey, let's not attack. No,
0: and if you really want, really, really want to nitpick, the first goal is, you know, a case I hit and the hope that gets deflected. The second goal is a generous penalty. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Don't look at that. Look at the fact that they camped out in the Udinese half and we're 3-0 up at halftime. Sure. Now, Max Allegri are not, this is still City, ass. Yeah, so at 3-0 up at halftime, the game is over, and they're not going to score more goals because they don't want to be mean. That, that's just the <laughs> mentality. No, this is the mentality, right? Don't to be mean, okay. Yeah. I hope if you're my allegory, you realize, hey, look, when we tried to defend deeper in the second half, we played rubbish, okay? So take the first half as a positive. I think this is very encouraging. Shout out to Tim Weah. He came off injured. Hopefully he's going to be okay. I don't know what yeah. the latest is. Jude Bellingham scored uh, two goals and served up an assist for Vinicius as Real Madrid won away to Almeria. Jules, it's a better start than Cristiano Ronaldo. Better start than Karim Benzema as well. You know, Ooh.
1: Kareem the dream, of course. Incredible. I mean, Jude the dude. Jude How about the that? Dude, there you go. The performance of his performance of role was not great. As in the whole game, he scored two goals and an assist, which is great. The whole performance was not, was Real not great. Real Madrid's whole performance wasn't great. Yeah, exactly. played, I'm just saying.
0: Almedia played well.
1: Yeah, yeah. But like, I think there's even more to come. He might not score two every game, but there might be more in I, his performances every, you know, in a game than just popping up for two goals and that's it. Because that's pretty much, that was it. Do You I, see what I mean?
0: Yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. But, yes, two I, years, but, th- but I think there's more I, I think what they need to work on and what they are going to work on, and I think they should persevere with this, is this... Uh, the, the, the diamond in midfield yeah. with, with Jude at the top of the diamond. People say, oh, but Vinicius needs space to run into. He doesn't like being inside. Well, let's see if Vinicius can adapt. Give him every chance to adapt. You can always go back to the 4-3-3. Yeah, for all, sure. There's your fake right winger. So Vinicius can run around as much as you want. But for now... If you're Vinicius, this can add another dimension to your game. And hopefully he sticks with it. Yeah, I agree.
1: Inter start the season with a 2-0 win of Monza. And Gab Lautaro Martinez has his game face on. Absolutely. Ah, How about
0: that? Two goals two to, goals. to start, the, start the season. I think, obviously, it's going to be huge for him in terms of uh, of, of responsibility uh, this year with uh, with Jekyll gone and with Lukaku not returning. I, mean, yes. I don't think there's going to be another twist there. Saram showed some nice touches. Still doesn't score, but you know, whatever. That that'll come. Um, and you're encouraged. It was important for for, for Inzaghi and uh, onwards and upwards. If you're Lautaro. Jules, guess who's top of the Premier League? Hey. And averaging four goals a game. That's right, Brighton, who put four past Wolves. Yeah. Jules, I know you want to talk about Kauro Mitoma's wonder goal.
1: Yeah, I mean that left hand side is Tupinan, and, and Mitoma is just was just on fire. It's just so good. I I don't know what his ceiling is. I don't know how f- how f- how far he can go, how high he can go. Who Mitoma, Mitoma or De Zerbi? Yeah. No, Mitoma, I mean, there's so
0: many things to
1: celebrate. No, come on, I think Soli is at his level. However, Mitoma is just an incredible player, uh, doing incredible things, as we saw in that game, as we saw a little bit, I guess, in the the first game too. It's just the, the speed with which he does everything. So you can run fast, for example, okay, you can run fast. There's a difference between running fast without the ball, running fast with the ball. There's also a difference by dribbling fast with the ball. Because you can run fast, push the ball, and then run behind, take another touch, push the ball, run behind. Good. We've seen players doing that a lot. But dribbling fast with the ball is a very different skill set. And for him to have those quick feet and run and dribble so fast with the ball is just incredible. And I, I know this is not new, but I just think it's going to get better. If and you better haven't and
0: seen this, what's amazing is how close the ball stays from him. I mean, obviously, yeah. Kylian Mbappe can move really fast with the ball. But even then, it feels like there's more distance between and I'm not going no, to no, no. Step, between, yeah, yeah. between him and the exactly ball it just yeah, Mbappé's yeah. next step is so fast that then he moves the ball again and again. Here the ball stays so close to him that even if you if if you try to you try to get it from him, you will probably foul uh-huh. him uh-huh. assuming you can it's, get to him. And he's strong too. Mitoma is a strong strong boy. It's good. He's so so good. So well done to the Zerbi. The Zerbi
1: ball really in full flow. That was very impressive. Daniel Malen gets a late winner for Borussia Dortmund against Köln. Cab, not the best out of the company. Although they got the win.
0: Yeah, but they were they were the worst team for most of the game. Cobalt uh, had to make that big save on nil-nil. Weirdly, defensively, they were actually good. Yeah. It was just a just a big mess in the middle of the park. I think obviously you wonder how they spell the Bellingham. spend the the the, the, the bellingham money. You know, Ben is gonna help. Mm. Nemecha, I'm not so sure what the contribution um is there. Sabitzer can't do what bellingham no, does not. uh or did for them even no, bellingham this is have a great season last year no. but there's just a big drop off they have to figure this out um and i wonder too i don't think it's nailed on that they finish i mean i presume I, I, they were finished top four i don't think it's nailed on no really. I, I, I think the way leverkusen are going the way leipzig look Bayern's still hanging around it's a very thin margin and you always have those pesky, so, annoying yeah. Freiburgs and Union Berlins getting in there. I don't think you want to take anything for granted. No, no, maybe not, maybe not. Uh, arguably game of the weekend in terms of entertainment, Jules. Xabi yeah. Alonso's Bayer Leverkusen defeat Leipzig 3-2 in a rip-roaring class. Uh,
1: that was very, very good, yeah. I mean, from both the Leipzig, obviously, starting with a defeat is never good. But that was a really good game all all over. I thought we mentioned I think last last week the Bayer Leverkusen recruitment, which was quite clever in the sense that yes, they lost Musa Diaby, for example, they went to get a bit of experience with Chaka. Um, they have power, strength going forwards. They're good defensively still, and you would expect that maybe now the, the first full season of Chabi Alonso, the sec, kind of second season for him. The, all the principles, everything will be in place. But that was very impressive. I, I think they will concede goals for sure because they are so attacking and they go forward and and they will score goals as well. And for me, they're, they're the biggest contender to compete with Bayern for the longest, more than Leipzig or Dortmund. I think this is
0: the year that Florian Verts can really and consolidate him, yeah, and yeah. establish himself as a leader. He, this is the year he can make a step to the uh, to the next level. And by the way, the body fast from, from Union. Think about Mr. Bump, yeah, I, you know, that, that is a presence and a half, yeah, definitely. Man,
1: after somehow scoring zero goals in Serie A last season, Andrea Bellotti starts with two for Roma in the same game, though they are held, held sorry at home by Salernitana. Two, two, Mourinho wasn't there, guy, because he's suspended, of course, but I'm guessing he's going to be grumpy
0: anyway, yes, and who made him even grumpier the candyman oh. that's right Antonio Candreva two former goals Lazio Legend two goals one of them one Amazing. of them Teckers age 36 yeah, yeah. uh look Roma I think still finding themselves I think it's encouraging even psychologically for uh, uh for Endelotti the rooster uh to get to get those goals in they miss Tammy Abraham they're still looking for solutions um we spoke about last year we're not exactly on board with this Paredes Renato Sanchez yep. thing Paredes <laughs> gave the
1: assist on the second Belotti goal. You see, you rubbished him on Thursday. Here you go, assist on yeah. his first game. Um,
0: by the way, message to the Freakins I again, I, I mean, I said this last I'll say it again. Retire De Rossi shirt. I oh, no, man. There's no reason no. anybody should be wearing De Rossi shirt who's not Daniela De Rossi. Yeah, that's it. That's very true. That is very true. Uh, this was way back on Friday, but Bayern rolled to a 4 0 away win against Werder Bremen with Harry Kane scoring his first goal for his new club. Everything okay then? Not concerned the no. fact that it was 1-0 until I mean, 20 minutes ago?
1: True. Yeah, true. And valdez are a terrible team. Let's be honest. They were one of the worst teams away from home last season too. Um, and yeah, it was a late few late goals that made sure of the win. So there's still a lot of work to do. I thought Kane was class, I have to be honest here. Yeah. I thought he was class, he scored, he assisted, he played well because he linked up the play as well. And I thought for, for a debut, and again, I know he's very Bremen and they would be tougher games, but that was that was just perfect, especially after what happened against Leipzig in the Super Cup. So you take that, but you also, you don't kid yourself. If you're Tuchel or Bayern or <laughs> the fans or whoever, you know that there's there's a lot of work to be done because this is, this is still not... Yeah, this wasn't the test yeah exactly for sure Betis and Atletico Madrid battled to a scoreless draw nil nil were you expecting more than a single shot on target Betis had 14 shots none of them on target I mean come
0: on I was psyched for this like it should have been good no but then like I I flip on I was watching on on La Liga TV and like the Bruno Bergerich or whatever they have the sideline reporter and it's like it's like 48 degrees uh, Celsius like there's no point playing in an oven. Like, yeah. honestly, like, I think they were not good. They had a little flirt at the beginning. Um, they had the one chance late in the game, the one shot on, the one goal. Shot on goal. Morata came on, looked a little bit livelier. Um, I mean, with a shirt like that. But, but I just you dislike
1: that shirt so much from Atletico. But, oh, you don't. You, oh, the blue the, and white. Ugly. Oh, yeah, don't do come this.
0: on. I mean, by the way, this is. this. this I'm sorry, I sense a rant coming on. It's like England playing in that weird blue shirt. Why can't they wear, like, I get I this. So why do you have to play your second strip when there's no clash? It just really bugs I agree. It's just sales, right? Yeah, 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 for it's sure. It's just sales. Why couldn't England have played that women's World Cup final in a white shirt? Mm-hmm. Right in no. the England white shirt, the I one know. with the lions, right lionesses and stuff. Yeah, I instead agree. that that that, that turdy blue <laughs> thing, which which are, you know, you know, they're, they'll, they'll probably change it. They'll probably introduce a new one for the Euros <laughs> and like some other mug is going to go out there. And uh, uh, you know, I I don't know. I am sorry, but I guess I'm a traditionalist in in in, in on that front. Uh let's talk Messi. Oh. He won his first trophy with Inter Miami. Yeah. The League's Cup final against Nashville, uh finished one one and went to penalties. And yeah. I think he's surpassing expectations. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I I mean, say?
1: We mentioned this was the League's Cup. There would be obviously the league coming back and, and there's so a lot of it, work to do. Know,
0: the League's Cup is is the beginning of a super league, yeah, right? Basically. It is the, you know, top teams from Mexico, from La Liga MX yeah. and from and MLS, MLS combined merging into one Super League. Yeah,
1: and they won that. He scored 10 goals in seven matches, plus a few assists. Uh, won the goal in the final. I mean, typically coming inside onto his left foot, curling in the top corner on the edge of the box kind of Something goal. we've
0: never seen him do before. Yeah,
1: exactly. He's uh, 44th title and you know this might not be the most important for him i don't know i don't care uh 44 titles is pretty impressive
0: yeah but that's counting super cups and ding dongs the ones the the ones that matter are league titles honestly i can say this to everybody this one matters starting with your friends to him jose Mourinho. the ones that matter are league titles champions league titles and World Cups, right. and he's he's won all of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. at, no, this this one matters, this matters in a different context. It still matters. It matters in a different context because of the start. Because he delivers silver. This is a last place team delivers a lift. And, yeah, exactly. But, but just yeah, counting yeah, the yeah, numbers. Yeah. When you're counting the, the the Italian Super Cup,
1: it doesn't matter. He's yeah. 44 44 titles. He's got 44 medals or little trophies oh, in yeah. his house.
0: Why don't you count good, the Gamper trophy? Good too? for him
1: because he doesn't get a replica trophy for that. I'm sure. Hundred medal. I'm sure, sure. if I'm sure
0: Messi had asked for a replica yeah, trophy but he when he won the
1: camper. But well done to him. Taking, you know, MLS or the Leagues Cup by storm. It's uh, very good for him. Sergio Dest has moved to PSV Eindhoven on loan. Barcelona are going to pay half his wages. Yeah, it's not. There's a downside to it. There's a 10 million euros option to buy next summer. gap. Is this where he can relaunch his career to start with? And for Barcelona, is this paving the way to sign Joel Cancelo or another fullback?
0: I mean... You think so? Look, as far as you know, is concerned, he had a nightmare last year. He had a tough time up, uh, at Milan. Yeah, He needs to go somewhere where he can play, maybe going back home to Holland um, is the answer there. Again, the fact that Barcelona needs to pay half of his salary just to send him away, That's not a great sign. good, no. Obviously, they'll save some money there. I think the priority... I, I I think they'd be a much better team with Joe Cancelo. You know how I feel about Joe Cancelo, yeah. right? So, I am Joe Cancelo's... Maybe not his... Outside of his family members, I am one of his biggest fans. Yeah, and yeah, I can yeah, We see just struggle struggle. a bit, basically. But they haven't registered Inigo Martinez no. and Marcos Alonso yet. Yeah. That's why they had to play De Jong in, in the back, in line, the back at line at the weekend. Yeah. Like, they need to bring these guys that you are already paying and register them. That has to be the priority, I presume, that... The reason they did this is that this will help them do that. I, I don't know so. how many other players they can um, they can shift and offload. I hope they don't have to sacrifice one of their exciting young players. I hope Ansu Fati stays. Yeah. Um, and if it means you can't sign Cancelo, let alone Joel Felix, who we'll get to later, then so be it. Yeah. Um, you know, you <laughs> you have to have a plan and you're sticking with it. But no, good for definitely. death. It looks like Benjamin Pavard is finally moving on from Bayern. Ah. But is he what Inter need? I mean, so I let's out with Pavard.
1: One year left on his contract. He's been saying for a month now to Dubai and Munich, hierarchy, that he doesn't want to stay anymore. He wanted to go to Manchester United. The problem was, unless they sell Maguire, they can't bring Pavar in. Uh, but he really was, he was really
0: keen on going to, to United and to come I've to England. i this version of events. I'm pretty sure that out of Manchester United and Inter, the so one team that has serious financial problems and is still under UEFA settlement agreement isn't Manchester no. United. So, that <laughs> takes me to the Inter side of it because that, that he wants to go to the Premier
1: League and United, I, sure. okay, no problem. The fact that they have to stream their squad before bringing him or any other players, I get it. Inter now, I didn't think that Inter could pay 30 million. So the first offer was 30 million plus five in bonuses. For someone like Pavard, you might have that money. Would you spend it on Benjamin Pavard? No, I wouldn't. No.
0: To play what a right back or right wing back or centre back, like I, right wing back is ridiculous. He's not going to play right wing back. He's going to so, play. He's going to be your third centre back. Okay.
1: Too, so again, you've got Matuidi, Damian who's not getting any younger. I get it, no problem. Is he much better than Damian? Does he know the league? No. I, I mean, I was I have to say, I was very surprised by those links and the fact that he's quite clearly quite advanced because I, I believe I was told yesterday that Inter are going to make a second offer
0: that should I think be enough to get him so okay. I don't understand this at all from the Inter side I think from the Bayern side maybe fine um but from the Inter side to me I th- those numbers that you're telling me Jules yeah it makes zero zero sense completely agree let's keep talking about Bayern
1: uh, right backs, past and present, Gab. Because Josip Stanisic has moved to buy Leverkusen on loan. Are you surprised? Especially considering they're gonna also lose potentially Pava.
0: Yeah. So they go from having three right backs yeah. to having Mazraoui who's in, Are who's he- out, and <laughs> debatably a center. But that's oh, okay it. because they have all those tall center backs that you told me that they needed, right? Because we need Kim and Upamecano and, and De Yes, yes. We, we we need 30 Why not? feet of center halves. Um, I'm assuming that in, in the great man's mind now, uh, He's got he's, he's he's got a plan B for right back. I like Stanisic. I think Stanisic is really good. Yeah, he's a reliable guy I think it'd plan. be really disappointing if you shift him because you feel you can't get him playing time. I don't know what he's done to to upset nope. Tuchel. Yep. Uh You know, maybe he's another one with a little Nagelsmann poster. Uh, you know, in, his, in his room. Um, maybe when he has bed checks, he doesn't, he doesn't let them lock his room. He found the little Nagelsmann shrine. I don't know. <laughs> this is a tremendous signing by Lever. You talked about Bayer Leverk, who's in the biggest challenges yep. to buy in for the title with Stanisic I think this guy is an enormous upside I agree um, and I, I think Bayern need to they, they need, need to tell me who, yeah Who's, is there somebody else who we're forgetting right back plan. oh I know who who Bayern the best right back on the Bayern team isn't even Mazraoui, is it who is it wouldn't it be the ultimate trolling of Joshua Kimmich oh my like, god oh you go back to play right I back I didn't Joshua. even think about it <laughs> poor no, guy we're kidding it won't happen even, even he wouldn't dare yeah <laughs> Uh, two games, two defeats for Leon as they fall at home to Montpellier. Uh, Jules, Laurent Blanc kind of predicted this, no? When he said, oh, I might not even be there. Yeah, So yeah, is yeah. he trying to get out? So, is this God punishing John Texter for so, being John Texter? Well, maybe.
1: By the way, there's a big meeting between Laurent Blanc and John Texter today, I believe, where I don't think they will sack him, but, but I don't know what will happen. If you count the preseason games, where Lyon lost the four games that they played, including the last one against Crystal Palace, is six defeats in a row now. I think they've scored um, three goals maybe in those six or something like that in those six games. It's been they've been terrible. They've been terrible all along in the way they play. Even if in the first game he was it was it was not too bad, comp- not completely bad, certainly in the first half. But this game was terrible. They don't have any new players come in that Wait. actually could help the team. You Ainsley, know, Ma- Ainsley, Maitland, Niles doesn't he, move the needle? No. Blanc himself seems to be completely lost. I'm not even sure he wants to be there anymore because, for example, he's been asked Asking for a number six since January, they still haven't. The club hasn't has, hasn't signed any. Ainsley so, maitland nile sees himself as a central midfielder. Yeah, I know that. but not as a holding midfielder, I think. Oh wait, he sees himself as a number. He's three. more of a box-to-box kind of player. I don't know. I don't know where. They, I mean, I know. I know where they're going. Nowhere, that's for sure. I don't know if Sacking Blanc would actually be the answer. I don't think so. There's t- just too many issues at the club right now. Who's John Textor, John Textor, being one of them.
0: But I, I know again. I don't. I know we've been hard on him, and and the the, the imaginary Pulisic offer and all this nonsense, right? But there's got to be there's got to be a sporting director, director of football there. Who is there? Somebody else who can go and take ownership? Yeah. Or? So the new the new president of the club was not there. Uh, didn't, didn't
1: speak. The sporting director has just arrived. He used to be a scout, it's really weird. Um, so I don't know, I don't know really who is in charge, who does what. There's no communication from the club. Jean Michel Olas, can you imagine how much he must enjoy this? Having been tweet taking the Mickey of, of Texter and Lyon and stuff like it's just gone crazy drama. Amazing. I'm also gonna guess.
0: Because you know France and Italy, you're just you're cousins just across the Alps. It's the same thing. When you have a long time owner slash president who's there and who is popular because he's done a lot for the club, and he's pushed out, as you said, he can't help but snipe. I'm assuming the local media massively uh, love Texter about as much as uh, Zelensky loves Putin. Yeah. Uh, So poor Texter. It sounds like he's got a comms problem as I well see. and an image problem. Oh, and also, if you go against Blanc, you're going against, don't they call him the, the president? Yeah. Right? The World Cup. So it seems to me, John, this is an appeal to you. Uh, Listen. I think you John. need to get your side of the story across. We will very happily host you here on Gab and yes. Joe's Meets. I want to understand what on God's green earth you're doing what you're trying to do with the club. Because, tell you what, French media not listening to you. As you know, local fans not listening. It's not just about results. You've got everybody against them. We can meet, hopefully, a friendly, fair and balanced uh, place for you to explain what the heck you're trying to do. Because from the outside, it ain't working. No, And like I said, got sent off as well. So,
1: not good. Really bad, bad, bad weekend. Joe Felix was now in the Atletico squad for the game against Betis. Barcelona vice-president Rafa Yuste. Says that his brother, a great player like Joe Felix, wants to join Barça. What is was everyone
0: waiting for or expecting? Yeah. They're waiting for Godot. It's a Samuel Beckett play. Okay. A character named Godot who never actually sh- shows up. Because Okay. So you don't would, believe that Barça wants to sign Joe Felix? No, I believe it would be absolutely insane. It, it would be it would make zero sense whatsoever. The only scenario we're talking about this off air is something where Barcelona sell Ansu Fati to Saudi for a <laughs> hundred bazillion, and then oh look, we need somebody else. Oh, Joe Felix on loan, and Uncle George gets paid on both ends by the Saudis by Joe. Jean- this makes no sense by Atlético Madrid yeah. by Barça. Yeah, uh, yeah. This guy Rafa used to sounds to me like he's somebody who's being polite, right? He's like, what's he going to say? Like, he seems to be like the classic rent. I don't know what he does at the club. Right? He seems like a big, the rent-a-quote, right? Where he doesn't want to go and just laugh into his coffee. So <laughs> he says like, well, it's an honor that a great player. Because, and then like he closes the door and he's like, ha, ha, ha Chavi, get a load of this one. Okay, it's not a knock on Joel no. Felix. But Joel no. Felix costs you a ton of money in salary. Yeah. I, it means more Mendes' influence at the club, which I'm not sure Chavi. I'm not sure how Chavi feels yes, about that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, there's a hundred and one reasons why do you even do you even need him. I know Dembele is gone, but, but 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 do you actually need him when you know Rafinha will be back from his suspension at some point, yeah. right? Um, you've got Lamina Mal. You've got Gavi. You were playing the the two. Whatever. Yeah. No. What you need is a center forward to back up Lewandowski, for example, among the things that you could do, right? So this to me makes zero sense. This campaign, I don't think, is endearing himself. Joao Felix is obviously not endearing himself to Atletico fans, uh, the way he's talking. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, you know what, I mean. Because what happens, let's say, okay, what happens
1: if if he doesn't move, and by September 1st, he's still an Atletico
0: player? The transfer window in Saudi is open until the 20th. Okay, so Saudi would be the only option. Can I be super cynical? super, super cynical about this. I think Uncle George is looking at this. Oh, if I can move Ansu Fati. And again, I, get it. I don't think Barcelona I, don't, I think yeah, yeah, should yeah. stay where he is. But he's not getting the playing time, right? That's why we hear those other things. It's like, oh look, if I can move Ansu Fati to Saudi, and I can move jean Felix to Barcelona, then that's two moves. If not, I'll just move jean Felix to Saudi, and that's one move, and I get paid once rather than twice. I, I, I the, the cynical reading is this. This guy's been a pawn for so long. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know that there's a way no, no, back no, no. With, with Atletico. It's I mean, sad. I like it's to really think sad. El Cholo is a forgiving, is a kind, forgiving man. And he's made it work for so long. But look at the players they have. They have Depay, they have Griezmann, yeah, they have Morata. No, there's no, there's no room fun. for him there, yeah, right? Yeah,
1: there's no space for him.
0: Um, a loan to Wolves, if I were being cynical, God, but even that God. ship seems to have sailed. And it's, 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 it's even matter. Chelsea paid, was it like 7 million euros for a six-month loan fee? Yeah, fool me once. Yeah. yeah. And not fooling him again. Yeah. Speaking of players left out of squads, what's up with my oh. man, Marco Verratti? Why doesn't mean Luis Enrique like him? And is he hoping to stay in Europe rather than join the Saudi exodus? I
1: think ideally he would like to stay in Europe and not go to Saudi, although he's, in agreement, he's got an agreement with a couple of Saudi clubs uh, who made offers for PSG, who won more money for him than the, I think, 30 or 35 million they were offered. <laughs> I don't know. They feel like it's time for him to move on and he's still, by far, the best player PSG have in midfield, technically, certainly. I think he could be perfect in a Luis Enrique team, but for some reason, whether that's something to do with Mbappé, whether it's something to do with his fitness.
0: Mbappé doesn't like Verratti? uh, I don't think they are best friends, no.
1: I think there's a lot, a bit like for Neymar, I think there's a lot of the variety's life off the field that a lot of people don't like at the club. He's not the most professional player he's never right. been. And now he's 30, Gab. So if you do it at 22, 23, 24, it's probably fine because your body can deal with it. But these After, the kind of things that you probably aren't able to do in Saudi? <laughs> yeah, yeah, potentially, yeah. Although smoking is is obviously allowed in, in Saudi Arabia. Uh, but I, I, I do think that's probably the key. I would be sad if he goes. I think there's still probably a role for him in this current team if he stays. But... But right now, no, you don't I, want him to
0: stay. I was thinking of the Paris Saint-Germain midfield, right? And, you know, despite my love for Fabian, he's not been good. And you tell me Luis doesn't like him, right? No. Ugarte, fine. The guy who runs around, wins the ball. Fine. Ugarte's been great. It's, it's, it's so a fine. different position. But yeah, doing, doing that role. The other guy, he's been playing with Warrens at your emery. scored a great goal, by the way. Unlucky to have been disallowed. Yeah. but. This guy is a kid, right? He's 17, right? so he's, yeah, he's a prodigy, I mean, but he's still young. And you're telling me? I, and I suppose oh, and when rooting- you have normal wingers, you've got Vitinha in midfield. Fine, doesn't get me excited. No, I know. That's right. sorry, is there somebody I'm missing? No, no, no. That's why they're looking to sign a, a, a creative midfielder
1: that they need. I mean, Gabriel Vega at some point before going to Napoli. And again, this is my club, so they're going to go again for Colomani today. So second offer for Colomani is going in today. Probably around the 70 plus 10. Which is a lot of money, considering you already had Gonzalo Ramos. What do you need Colomani for? I I, I, I suppose they'll move Ekitike then? Yeah, Ekitike is going to move. Ideally, they would want to to get rid of him. But still, you would have Gonzalo Ramos, Colomani, Mbappé, Dembele, Lee, and Asensio. Okay, (laughs) so six players. Okay, maybe... But then if you spend another 80 on Colomani after spending the money on Dembele and Gonzalo Ramos, how much left do you have for your midfield? Because right now, the priority should be that midfield that you mentioned, not another number nine or you know, white player, whatever you want to do with Colomani. I don't know, we, we'll see. But I fear we, we don't see Variety again in the PSG shirt. Tyler Adams has found a new home joining Bournemouth who activated his 20 million pound release close. Gab, is this the right place for him?
0: I think so. <clears throat> I was actually, I really liked Bournemouth's performance against against Liverpool. I mean, yeah, it's a sure. serious hodgepodge of players, some good, some just arrived. Yeah. But Idaola, I think, showed at Rayo that he can be a really good coach. Um, I mean, it's on some pages people will turn up their nose and say, oh, well, he was playing, you know, he, he's going backwards, right? He's playing Champions League football with Leipzig. Then he goes to Leeds, who were supposed to be much better than they actually were. Gets yeah. relegated, and Fair now enough. he's going to fight for you know a, a team that's likely going to be relegation contenders again. Yeah, what matters is that he plays, that he can establish himself as a leader. I, I, I think I think he made the right choice. And me too. I think there's some good people at that club. Me too.
1: <clears throat> Thierry Henry has a new gig, Jules. Tell us about yes. it. Yes, yeah, that's right. Gab, today on Monday when we record the show. Uh, there will be a big meeting at the French Federation to choose the um, the new France Under 21 head coach, where the the Comex, which is like the the comi- the, the exec com- the exec exec committee, Exco, yes, yeah? yeah, Exco committee. of the French Federation, puts a name forward, and then the Federation, the Comex of the Federation, has to agree to it, and Thierry's name will be put forward, and they will they will accept it. Uh, he was apparently very impressive in the interview uh, where he beat Julien Stéphane, Sabré Moshi, and Jocelyn Govenek to the job, despite obviously the very uh, difficult performances that he had before as a, as a number one coach in Monaco and at Montréal. So we'll see. But yeah, I think he's quite excited to go into the Olympics, for example,
0: and what will be a very talented 2002 generation for the French. Well, I think what's also interesting here is, you know, we talk, um, we're talked we going to talk later about Robbie Fowler, but. Seeing these guys who were legends uh, on the pitch, yeah. who, you know, maybe have had bumpy rides as managers, but they keep going. Thierry Henry doesn't need money. And no, he doesn't sure. need. He's taking a he huge pick up. Um, The and huge pick-up from what? From what he had, for example, at Monaco. Oh yeah, no, compared, yeah, not compared to what he's making now. Right now, presumably, he's making zero from coaching anyway, right?
1: Yeah, but for example, he has to give up CBS. He has to give up Amazon in France, being the big pundit on the French League and Games. Right. So you give that away. So and you're putting yourself out there yeah. for potentially more criticism. Yeah. So
0: exactly. Well done. Good luck, Thierry. No, I agree. I agree.
1: 10 days also left in the transfer window and Romelu Lukaku is still a Chelsea player. Gabi Pochettino says he can't waste energy thinking about Lukaku. That's not very nice. And that the club had made the decision before he even arrived to not
0: keep him. Why is it going to end? Um, I was surprised Pochettino went. That far, me not too. Because it's but this to me signals the fact that the club told them he's probably telling the truth. Said like, look, whatever happens, Lukaku not back. He's not going to fight for Lukaku to bring him back. Yeah. He's, got, he's got other other priorities. Um, like all I can say is the transfer window in Saudi is open. Okay, sure, post- that's September not going to happen. It's I don't think I don't happen. think he wants to go there, but it's they're still talking. Happen. I think the possibilities there probably won't be Al Hilal because as we've seen, they've signed their center forward. Yeah. Um, the guy's got to play somewhere it won't be a gap but what happens
1: if he's still there if he doesn't go to Saudi Chelsea really not going to play they're going to keep him on the books he's going to be their
0: train, but not play at all I would expect so yeah if Broja's fit or if they bring in another striker yeah Uh, and and he'll move in January I mean I don't I don't see another outlet everything else has been shut down or shot down Um, yeah you yeah, know that that's I mean people are still suggesting oh maybe Juve, blah 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 if he takes a pay cut maybe he can come and play with Vlaovic or alternative I mean I uh, why you would want to do that makes no sense I to know, me so, I know. so. I know. Wahi is on his way to Lens La- oh, for yes. thirty five million from Montpellier just. Are you surprised he didn't go someplace a little bit fancier? And how much does this move? Uh, does this move the needle for for your boy, the, the lawn's owner?
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, try
0: forget his name, Joseph Ougour-Leon.
1: Yeah, yeah, my bro Joseph um, Replace Luis Opanda, who obviously went to Leipzig, as we know. Um, they had other targets before. It's not nothing to do with way, but I think they went. They didn't maybe want to spend that much, 35 million plus five, which is the most expensive signing in the club's history, one of the highest in in
0: you know French football history outside of PSG, of course. Um, You're trying to think, what is more? I mean, what, what's more expensive, than 35 million in France outside of Paris Saint Germain? Yeah, no. So
1: Marseille's. Uh, most expensive player ever is Vitinha, the Braga Vitinha, the striker yeah. for 32 million. Big Vitinha. Big Vitinha. Yeah, big Vitinha. <laughs> um, your highest transfer signing, I can't remember now on the top of my head, but yeah, no, we, we are amongst right. uh, the, the, the biggest ever outside of the PSG. one. so it's a huge investment in someone who's 21 years old, huge potential, who had, didn't want to go to Chelsea and sit on the bench or be loaned out to Strasbourg. Didn't
0: want to go to West Ham either. Interesting. Who made a big offer. So Chelsea looked at him because I would have thought Chelsea money for him. If if I'm him, I say, wait, I, who's my competition at centre forward? You know, Nico Jackson, who's yeah. my age and who, pedigree wise, I can beat him for a starting job. I'm like, I'm surprised he didn't. He says, oh no. I think he was told that he was going to go to Strasbourg on loan anyway. It's not, I don't even. It was think- a stupid thing to tell him then. Yeah. Because now, knowing what we know
1: now, he could have competed with... I think so. I, I really think... So, he's had issues before when he was at the Con, Academy with former girlfriends, you know, those kind of Right. So, I'm not, I don't think he's a perfect human being, but nobody is. But football-wise?
0: I think there's a wonderful time I, I know Milan looked at him as well. Yeah. Um, but maybe a bit, bit pricey. And for I think he wanted to play
1: the Champions League, discover the Champions League with Lance. He's going to be a starter mm. there. And there's potential for him to do to do really well again. And for Lance, who started with two draws, a bit of a slow start like PSG so far, I think he can solve a lot of the scoring issues that they've had. So interesting. Chiro Immobile scores on the opening there for Lazio. But two leg goals. For Lecce it means that they lose two-one in the opening game, and Sarri is grumpy again. He doesn't think that it's a coincidence that Lazio's next three away games are against
0: Napoli, Juventus, and Milan. That's a hell of a schedule, though. To be fair, yeah, you know what? There's a fine line <laughs> between genius and and, and, and folly, and Marić decided <laughs> <and> just comfortably <laughs> straddles it. Hey, so wait, so he's unhappy with the transfers, blah blah, savage yeah. sorry, yeah, fine, whatever, right? But then you, oh, there's a conspiracy. This is effectively what he's saying. Like, oh, isn't it a strange coincidence that we have to play Napoli, Juve, and Milan back-to-back. First of all, you're not playing them back-to-back because you've got home games in between. Yeah. Secondly, yeah, they're all away. Guess what? Later, you can play them all at home. It's a freaking computer that puts it out. Are you saying the computer has some bias against that? Like, honestly, I love conspiracies because in Italy, some of them turned out to be true. true yeah. This is not one of them.
1: Oh. Just
0: shut up. Just shut up and do what you're good at. Do what made you one of the best, most innovative coaches of your time. That's true. Go and coach a team. That's true. Arsenal kick off in a few hours against Crystal Palace. Jules, I don't understand the signing of David Raya. Do you? So what? why about having depth
1: in the goalkeeping position? Because you have depth
0: everywhere in the pitch. Okay, because in the history of football, yeah, and maybe this is football speak and so on, it generally works best when there is a hierarchy, when there's a clear number one. There's a clear number one here and a clear number two. The, the number two is David Raya. Yeah, on loan. But so it's, 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 it's on loan with an obligation to yeah, buy. But, right, right? Still,
1: right. Yeah, it's either, but if they really wanted him as a number one now, they could have signed him they permanently They have an obligation now. to buy, don't they? uh i'm not sure it's a, it's a 27 million obligation to buy.
0: yeah they, they 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 they're paying three million yeah as a loan fee but yeah that's a lot of but money it's still
1: the number two now does that mean and they have the option to buy him. yeah but listen you could get the best of ramsdale and raya with a competition it might oh. not work out we've seen clubs before i'll give you that that it didn't really work out You've seen clubs who've
0: alternated one for the Champions League, one for the league. I'm not saying that this is the answer. I mean, in the history of football, there have been very few clubs who've been successful doing that. I I, I just think this is the move that you make if you are 1,000 million percent certain that this is not going to affect Aaron Ramsdale. That you have complete faith in your... In, in Aaron Ramsdale's ability to cope with it yep. and in your knowledge of Aaron Ramsdale. Um, because, again, there's a reason why nobody does this. Yeah, yeah no, no. Uh, no. And uh, you just have to put your faith that they sure. know what they're doing on okay. this one with Ramsdale's personality. Because... When Ramsdale, when you start playing off the back, Ramsdale miskicks a couple of balls. Oh, but David Raya, he's so good with a ball at his feet. True. To play so whatever.
1: Turner is not good enough to be a number two at a club That's like fine. that, right? Well, so you go and get, you, you want to go and get a better player. You get an offer from Forrest that is better than what you've paid for for, for Turner a year before. They got no problem moving Matt Turner. He shouldn't so, be there, right? So then why not going to get a really what? You were going to go and get
0: like a rubbish second second goalkeeper? No, But you don't get somebody who can cast shade. On You either get an old second goalkeeper who's happy just playing FA Cup and, and who's, who's a proven guy. Yeah. Or you get a youngster who's promising, but who's not Davi Raya because Davi Raya's status is right up there with Aaron Ramsdale. What that con- con- I'm it. saying is they're doing something which is unconventional. Yeah, game, yeah. let's right? see
1: if it works. I mean, again, it's one of those where we see at the end of the season, yeah, Ian settled Ramsdale, didn't work. Or... He got the best out of Ramsey, who was even better because maybe Raya was kind of pushing behind to get his place. You know, I don't know. We see. But right now, I don't see why you get a lot of depth and competition in every position on the pitch and not as a goalkeeper.
0: Because goalkeepers always have hierarchies. Yeah. Since the beginning but of the There's time, one. Ramsey is number one.
1: Works. Raya is number two right now. It's not, they're not on the same plane. Mm-hmm. Arteta is not gonna say, I'm gonna choose who is the best at training okay. to get my number one.
0: So oh. let's see. Yeah. But hopefully, Ramsdale sees it that way too.
1: A group of United fans are demanding an apology from the club for what happened against Wolves at Trafford on opening day. Gab, was it how bad they were? Uh,
0: it should have been. Yeah. It really should have been. So why is it? Though? No, this is so stupid. By the way, this is a small group of United fans. This is not. I do I would hope this does not reflect the majority right, of United okay. fans. They're annoyed, and I think this is the usual anti glazer stuff, trying to make a buck. That, that there's a show here in England um, called "League of uh, League of Their Own" or. Something like that, which involves um, Jamie Redknapp and and Mika Richards. And they did this little skit at halftime, which was filmed for the show, where they went out and they took penalties. And Richards was dressed in the Man City outfit, and Redknapp was, was dressed in his Liverpool kit. And they took penalties against a goalkeeper, and it was filmed for this TV show. Obviously, you've got the whole crowd at Old Trafford there these people apparently felt offended they they thought maybe they were being trolled by weird things to do though what why would you allow that to be to because i'm sure i would hope sky who were the rights holders they paid for it and you know every little helps when you're a glazer i don't i don't know it's pretty tone deaf and kind of weird yeah i can see why people are annoyed getting so annoyed that they're demanding an apology from the club Is that
1: when Michael Richards lifted his shirt and underneath there was like a Balotelli tribute for that t-shirt he won for the 6-1 win of City and said why always mix instead of me
0: I didn't Pay as close attention to as this as you do. I didn't know. I, didn't I know just, context. Someone sent me a photo, and well, I was, I was like, wondering why? Why are Micah. they out there in there? Because you know, it was you saw it on television. It's been replayed. Why are they out there when they've got nothing to do? Yeah. With it? that was the reason. Ah, okay, why. okay. Well, but also, uh, to be fair, but there's not a knock on, on Jamie or, or or Mika Richards no, no, at no, 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 all. No, no, no. They I went. They to... spent time. They took pictures with the supporters. They visited the the learning differences supporters. Whatever. You know, it's not it's not on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just weird. Yeah, it's yeah. a little weird. Yeah, definitely. Kevin Endoram has apologized for some of his comments following Metz's 2-2 draw with Marseille. <laughs> Jules, what did he say? Yeah, really interesting comments at half-time. So, you know, in France, unlike in England in the Premier League, in France, you
1: have a player who speaks at halftime. So, before coming off the pitch, he does two questions to, the, to French TV. Um, so, very much in the heat of the moment, it's like a super flash interview at half-time. And Endoram, where Metz was not very good in that first half against Marseille, Basically said, so I don't know if I can use the word. No, I don't
0: think you can, so. I'm
1: not even sure exactly what the, I had to I had to Google the translation because I, I didn't know how you said it in English. But basically, um, how would you? We're playing like gay slurs. Yes, gay slurs, exactly. That has to change it. for the second half or something like that. Right. Uh, uh, and then not really realizing the mistake that he's made. Uh, obviously, not acceptable. He apologized. He expects a suspension. I mean, we expect a suspension from the league for those comments live on television, and rightly so. I don't know how long. I don't think we've had that incident, like a similar incident before. To be fair, in a French game like that, live on television, it's just come on. Kevin Endram is a really smart guy too, and I know this is the heat of the moment. You've just finished the yeah. first half. You you're frustrated because you haven't played well. Come on, think I, I, think before you talk. It's not. I hard.
0: think there's a. I think there there's a reality where there are certain. Certain norms where it was normal to to talk that way, to use it as a euphemism for you know, I don't. The, the word itself is obviously homophobic, but yeah. it's not. You're not so using it. You're basically, I, I suppose, we're we we're, we're being too effeminate, we're being too weak, or whatever. That's was. It's just not acceptable in 2023 to no. to talk that way. It's not. A, it's even less if acceptable when you're a public figure speaking on camera. Let's hope it's a teachable Definitely. moment. He understands it. So. He's a young and, you know, and And it's obviously not acceptable even you know, to use on the training ground yeah. anywhere uh, anywhere at all. So uh, hopefully it sounds like he's apologized straight away and, yeah. and he realizes yeah, what, what happened. So.
1: Alexander Mitrovic has moved to Al-Hilal from Fulham for £50 million. Gab, should we be expecting many more of those late moves considering the Saudi window is still open until September 20th?
0: I was thinking about this because I was talking to somebody who's had a hand in bringing players to Saudi, and he said, "You know, people thought, Oh, the Saudi league, the Saudi league.'" He says, "Ultimately, it's four clubs that are smashing yeah. the really, really big club." I mean, Jordan Henderson is a bit of a of an yeah. ally with Al atifak not one of the uh, one of the the, 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 the pith, one of the big four, right? Mm. Um, and the big four, obviously Al Ahli, Al Nasser, Al Hilal, and Al Ittihad. Um, He's like, they can only have eight foreign players. Yeah. So soon the quota will be the beach. quota will be reached at yeah. some point soon. And then if you want to play in the Saudi Pro League, yeah, sure. Maybe, you know, it's an opportunity for you to play against high level opposition. It might be attractive for you. But you ain't gonna be getting the the paydays yeah. that these other guys have gotten. So I think it's definitely one to monitor. I wouldn't expect some of these teams. But I haven't looked but I would expect some of these teams to keep some slots open yeah, definitely. to see what how things develop after um, September uh, Sorry, after September 1st when the window closes here in Europe. Jules, not everybody who goes to Saudi Arabia does so for the big bucks. Robbie Fowler, who is in charge of Al-Qadzia in the Saudi second division, okay. tells the Times he's making less there than he did in his last gig, which was in India, and that nobody in England rates his experiences coaching in Thailand and Australia, and that he believes he deserves more respect. Do you sympathise? Um, I mean, to be honest, Gab
1: here, I, I don't know how well or not he's done in Thailand and India, in Australia. I don't know how well he's doing in the Saudi second division. I mean, it takes a brave man to go to Saudi second division, I guess, maybe because he had nothing else. I, I don't know if he's a good coach, so I can't. I, yeah, of course, if he is good and he would want to come to England and coach in England somewhere or in Scotland or I don't know, in Wales, in Ireland, whatever, then he should get a chance
0: but if maybe not getting any chances because maybe he's not that good i, I know. maybe but i love th- if it's true that he's not making significant amounts of money in in the saudi second division where you know it's not exactly the spotlight yeah. uh then Good for him. He's coaching yeah. he's what he does. But I he guess he's a out. coach, so he he goes where he's got a, a not a, Right, but he's also the he's guy rather, they nicknamed God at Anfield, so could also just he could also, no, just, okay. he could also he just sit around and like, you know. I'm
1: sure he would rather work than being unemployed and not have a club, right? Maybe a lot of ex-pros would just with maybe. that. Maybe, Fair enough. For more, former Roma and Brescia boss and other clubs, Carletto Mazzone, passed away over the weekend, Gab, and tributes poured in, including from Pep Guardiola, who wore a t-shirt in his honour. He was obviously um, his coach before. Gab, tell us about the great man. So yeah,
0: Pep Guardiola, of course, playing at, played at Brescia under Carletto Mazzone, yeah. where his teammates were people like Roberto Baggio, Luca Toni, Andrea Pirlo, and so on. It's pretty remarkable. It's pretty remarkable. Um, yeah, so I say, I never liked Mazzone. I didn't like his football. I didn't like he spoke in this Roman dialect, which I didn't, I barely understood. And it just seemed very crass to me. Yeah. But I will defer to the number of people who said like, what an incredible man he was, an incredible father figure he was. Um, there's an incredible highlight of him when he's already very old uh, in a game, in a vicious derby between Brescia and Atalanta, where... Brace to score a last minute equalizer and he runs right under the stand or the outside defense. So. And he's like, he's like rumbling, he's like, you know, like ambling over there and people trying to hold him back. A larger-than-life character is one um, respect for somebody who gave so many years to the game, and and respect to all these important people who really only had great things to say about him. I never understood him, but then <laughs> I never worked for him. I always saw him yes. from afar. Jules, that brings us to an end. Aww. I'm going to be back on Thursday. Yes. You're going to be off because yes. it's August. It's um, uh, so join us then, and until then, love the game, love you, love yourself.
2: the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com gab. Just go to Indeed.com gab right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com gab. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.